Hey, everybody. You know, Mark and I have over 20 years of experience as therapists and as addicts in long-term successful recovery. We know better than anyone what works and what doesn't to break out of porn and sex addiction, heal betrayal trauma, and reclaim your relationship. And we've poured all of our personal and professional recovery and healing experience into a first-of-its-kind program for addicts, spouses, and couples. We call it Dare to Connect. At least four times every week, we engage with you in real time, in the trenches, giving you the knowledge and the tools to take back your life and relationship. Whatever else you've done on your journey for healing and recovery, you've never done anything like this. You know, Mark and I, we've made all the mistakes, so you don't have to. Don't reinvent the wheel. We all know tomorrow never comes. Look, don't wait one more day to change. Claim your free two-week trial today at daretoconnectnow.com. everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the PBC Podcast. Steve Moore and Mark Castleman here coming at you for episode 177. Um, we got an interesting question today. I'm trying to think if we've addressed this on here, at least directly. I don't know if we've ever done it on PBC. We did. It's been a long time. Has it? Yeah, it's it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the question, and then we'll kind of talk about the, 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 the premise here, and we'll just dive right in. It's a good, it's a good question. Comes up uh, with our clients in our clinics all the time. There we go. My partner recently came to came clean to me about uh, about porn addiction and online disloyalty, as well as checking out my friends. He insists that these other women's appearance has very little to do with his sexual attention towards them, and he wasn't even really attracted to them. He says it was all about the pornographic dynamic uh, he projected onto them. Do you have any episodes that would help me stop comparing myself to them? I can't help but feel insecure and self-hating. And I always struggled with an eating disorder and it's gotten so much worse. Mm. So we have this premise here, right? Essentially, I mean, there's there's little nuances to this, but essentially, how do I stop comparing myself to porn, right? And his sexual fantasies. Mm. And and I think this is a good topic to talk about because obviously it, it is it does talk about porn. I mean, this is the porn betrayal of sex in the experts podcast, but <laughs> um, but it does go beyond that, right? To just sexual fantasy in general. We Mark and I, we, we, you know, we, Mark, you and I, we work all the time with spouses who find themselves in this comparing, or I'm going to use the term competing dynamic, right? With his. Yeah. And our, I mean, right out of the gate, you know, Steve, you and I, we have such a tender place in our hearts for these women. I mean, can you imagine living in this sexualized culture over the top, you know, perfection, airbrushed, glossed? I mean, just, can you imagine living in this culture? as a woman and having this comparison competition going on all the time. I mean, this, you're right. I mean, this skin deep comparison, it's obviously going off the charts on every front, but 
oh. as I would agree with you, you know, however difficult it is for, for men on the whole, it, it has mm-hmm. been, always will be, and will probably continue to be right exponentially more so for women. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So our hearts go out to all of you that we really do. I mean, it's just, man, it's, it's just so wrong. What, uh, what society and the culture has created, you know, and as we, as we talk about this, I think, you know, maybe Steve, you and I can talk about this from the standpoint of our experience as addicts in recovery. You know, what was it like for us to quote, live in the not real? How many, Mm. how many years or decades of our lives did we spend in the not real? And it's important to understand that about this topic, because for all, for all of you partners listening, I would ask you, okay, so what are you comparing yourselves to or competing with in regard to his pornography use, his sexual addiction, his fantasies? It's important to understand what that means. What it means is that you're trying to compare yourselves and compete with something that's not real. And, uh, and Steve, maybe we can talk for a minute about what that means. Yeah, well, we, I remember when we were we were producing, getting ready to to record this. I I couldn't come up with the right verb, but it just came to mind for me the one that I was trying to think of. I mean, I, 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 I think you know we we addicts, and and again we addicts. It's a it, it's an extension of just kind of how the culture portrays sexuality in general, right? We, but we tend to be immersed in this whole world when, and this holds true whether we're talking about pornography. Or emotional or physical affairs. Okay, it's the, there's the same kind of a premise. Yes, both of those relationships are. I would use the term. I mean, they're fantasy based, obviously, but I think the more accurate term is they're very they're very sanitized premises or paradigms. I like that word. They're, yeah, I think that's that's a. If we could, if we had the ability to have a graphic come up, I know this is audio, but sanitized in big bright lights right sanitized it's such, yeah it's it's, it's, it's so all true. of the it's it would be it would be like a city that you know in the tourist areas you know it's like immaculate and super clean and there's no um i i know that i know that in one of the cities that i've lived in before there was a a big pushback from the public about this because in some of the more public areas what what do they do the police come in and I don't want to make this political, but they, they move out all the homeless, right? They move out yep. all the beggars, they move out all the, and they make that part of town just super squeaky clean. <laughs> right? It's, yeah. Cause there's a big, a big national or world event happening there soon. And everybody's going to come and the cameras are going to be on it and look at our perfect, pristine city. And so what are you seeing? You are seeing the real city, but you're seeing this idealized non-real sanitized is a good word for it version well and the other thing you're seeing is you're only seeing a piece a small piece of the whole puzzle and this is where the fantasy and not you know the comparison competition if you're trying to compare you to to an addict's you know pornography or affair or or sexual fantasy you are always going to lose in that competition why because that world for us as addicts is not even remotely close to how real life works. So I'll, oh, no. I'll give you, and I know this is true for you, Steve. I'll give a quick example of clients I've helped where the guy, for example, not, it's not always the guy. There, there are gals too who have been in affairs. But for this question today, let's, let's just talk about guys. Let's say a guy's having an affair. Mm-hmm. And 
<clears throat> the, the partner finds out about it. And then she immediately goes into this very legitimate places. Oh my gosh, how am I going to measure up to this affair person? How am I going to compete? And <clears throat> the thing she needs to realize is that, and this is what addicts need to realize also, he's going into, as you said, a sanitized world. Yes. When I talk to clients, I say, uh, I'll tell guys, okay, let me get this straight. <clears throat> you're telling me this is, you've discovered your soul partner. You've discovered that, you know, the, the woman of your dreams. And I'm like, really? So tell me about the dirty diapers you changed together. Tell me about the bills right. that you pay. Tell me about the hard stuff in life that you face. Tell me about all those things that are part of the relationship that you have with this fantasy person. Can you please tell me about all that? Yeah. And the guy will just sit and look at me like a deer in the hell. What are you talking about? We don't do any of that. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I mean, it's kind of like those midnight infomercials we've all seen where you may have been told that you, that you have to have a good diet to lose weight. Well, throw all that away because I've got the new program for you. Right. And it shows the guy on there packing away six brownies and four cheeseburgers and six orders of fries back at once and portraying him to lose weight. Right. Yeah, And he's got a six pack abs, right? Yes. <laughs> and it's always based on this premise, you know, that it's going to come from somewhere and it's out of nowhere, out of the ether, right. This thing is going to happen and we're going to build this thing. And, and the reality is right. Is that, you know, when it comes to losing weight, right. There's, there's, there's physics involved. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there's what we could say is there, there are no shortcuts or, or if you do take the shortcuts, it catches up with you later. Correct. Exactly. Right. But that's, but that, that, that midnight infomercial and the 15 iterations of it that have come up in my lifetime by different people always has a short term, always has an immediate selling point. Why? Because fantasy will always outcompete reality. Yes. Right? It's, and that's the surface the, the example that I came up with when we were talking this morning is if I'm looking at the diet piece, right? And I've got the one guy saying, hey, you can eat all this versus, hey, you better eat the balanced diet. Which one do I want? Of course I want the other one, right? And yeah, aren't, aren't, aren't you going to go with the guy who says, you can have junk food, you can eat constant junk food and have a six-pack ab? Yeah. I'm going to go with him. Sure. And what and what does he portray on the surface? Yeah, you can do anything you want, right? But then you try that diet and you learn really quickly that, you know, that does that just doesn't work the way it's portrayed. Yes. And so what's the common reality here between these different examples we're giving is it's not real, right? And this is where we, if we, we probably had a, you know, these podcasts go so fast, let's tie this in, right? Part of what's going on for these spouses that we work with so often, and this is hopefully where this starts to get helpful for you, for you amazing ladies listening to this, is that the part, the premise that your brain is operating from right out the gate when you get pulled into this competition piece is, is flawed because the paradigm in your brain is saying, that you and the other woman or the pornography or whatever are on equal footing. Mm. Right. But that's, that's just it is right out at the gate where the brain is comparing those on the same level in terms of reality. And that's the first piece of breaking free of this is rec recognizing that I am real. The other woman, the other pornography, again, for the reasons that we talked about to some degree or another is an illusion. It's you know, not, real you're competing you're trying to compete with an illusion you're trying to measure up to a myth correct right and and yeah, then and you will never whether it's because of airbrushing or again because of those pieces of the relationship in the affair or because of you know whatever else you may the emotional stripping or whatever it is 
whether it's porn or or a physical affair, emotional affair, whatever, reality on the surface, on the surface, right, will never compare with fantasy. Well, and I and I've had and I've had spouses push back on this particular point. And they'll say, but Mark, the woman he's having an affair with is real. So sure. what are you talking about? I have to compete with her. And I'll say, I understand I, I understand what you're saying. But what I what I hope that you'll that you'll open your mind to is that, and this is what I tell my addicts, because that because my addicts, when they're in deep addiction, they'll they'll go on and on about how awesome this affair person is, blah, blah, blah. And I'll say, yeah, but you've never been with this person in the real world. Never. You've never faced every day of life with this, with this affair person. You've, like I said, the dirty diapers, the bills, the stress of life, all the stuff. You've never been sick with her or ill with her. You've never done any real life things with her. You set up this little fantasy, you know, this little fantasy interlude that's perfect. And you don't let any of the other parts of life come in to taint it or disrupt it or whatever. That's well, and, not, yeah. She's a real person, but that's not real. Well, and that's probably maybe a better way to say it for, the, for those spouses who are listening, right? What, what, are we, what is a spouse desiring? What are all of us desiring when, when a spouse finds himself trying to compete with these fantasies? And it's understandable why the brain goes there. Absolutely it is. Right? What's the underlying desire? I want to be chosen. Yes. But that's the problem. He can't ever really, and I know this sounds a little bit metaphorical, of course he can choose it, quote unquote, but he won't ever really be able to choose the other because again, it doesn't exist, (laughs) right? There's the, 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 I mean, he can obviously choose that way in terms of the actual choice he makes, but in terms of choosing and accepting and embracing that thing, it's like trying to embrace a cloud, right? Again, there's nothing of, substance there it's not sustainable it's not real it's not it's not grounded in truth and so now that's not the only answer we've got a few other beginning points here by the way we're not going to answer this whole question today as with so many of the topics that we tackle here guys we we can't it's too huge (laughs) there's no way this is something that we address over time in a sustained way and there are more nuances to it we just want to get you started and we hope that in getting you started today with some grounded ideas as well as as a quick assignment that we will get you, if you like what you hear here, you will love what we do over at Dare to Connect. We have offer a two-week free trial for our, our our Dare to Connect program for addicts, spouses, and couples. Oh, we mentioned this once a week here on, on the podcast. I mean, I just, I usually I come up with a clever, crafty way to say it. Get your butt over there and try it. There's just, <laughs> there's just no, no non-tactful way to say it. If there was a better program out there, guys, I mean, we're not trying to brag, but if there was a better one, we wouldn't have made this one. So for bang for your buck, please get your butt over there. You can find your you can find out more uh about about the two-week trial and, and about the program and give it a shot at daretoconnectnow.com. We'd love to have you join us. Um, but but going back to this this choosing piece, right? It's it's recognizing that again, we're not on equal equal footing. The second piece of this, right, that we want to mention today is recognizing what being chosen really means, mm. right? What, in other words, what truly being accepted by another person means. And this is obviously a focus of, of the Dare to Connect program. We're all about connection. If I'm truly going to be chosen, quote unquote, by another person, and that applies whether it's romantically, not romantically, right? In any intimate relationship, we're talking about emotional physics now. If I'm going to be chosen, 
I have that that comes with a couple of rules. And the first one is that that only happens through invitation. Right. In other words, another step to breaking free of this trap of I'm finding myself comparing is recognizing that I because I can't outdo or outwit or outmatch his fantasy, whatever it is. If I really want him to choose the real me, that requires honoring his agency, too. Mm. And recognizing that at the end of the day, choosing is a choice, not something we manipulate someone into. Because the more we compete with the, with the addiction, with, with the sexual fantasy, and this would apply to any other part of a relationship, right? The more we try to, quote unquote, compete with it, the more we start to give away authentic pieces of ourselves to do so. Yes. And if he ends up, and if another person ends up choosing us because we have to be a certain thing, right? A certain thing or a certain way or a sanitized version of ourselves, guess what happens? We become just like the fantasy. We become just like the fantasy. We yeah, become yeah, yeah. the myth. We become mm. another myth, mm-hmm. right? If I'm going to be fully embraced by another person, if I'm going to really feel that by the other person, then that means accepting the risk of e- cho- choosing and pursuing connection means accepting an equal measure of risk. Right now, uh, that is crazy scary to we hear. Just, we just, we just, something happened on our feed, uh, Steve. You were, you froze for about three, four seconds. So can you repeat that? Oh, shoot. Yeah. That's weird. We usually don't have those kinds of things. Yeah. Right. But, <laughs> but, but in order, in order to really be chosen by another person, right? That means accepting an equal measure of risk. If I want to be chosen on a hundred percent level, for example, that means putting myself out there in a way that recognizes that the other person's agency may lead them to choose to reject me on a hundred percent level, right? It means accepting that risk, but that is not, that doesn't, we understand that that is crazy scary. Oh my right? gosh. It's so scary. That is crazy scary. Right. So, Cause what does your default say? Uh, okay. I have to become this or change this or do this in order for him to truly accept me. Like you said, we start giving pieces of ourselves away in order to get into that space. And one of the things you and I teach addicts uh, in recovery, Steve, all the time is we have to teach guys how to truly choose. What yes. does it mean to choose someone? And one of the things that we have to do as, as, as guys in recovery is we have to realize that when we choose fantasy, even if that fantasy is, is a quote, real physical person, like an affair or pornography or prostitutes or strip clubs or whatever it is, if we, is, is, if we choose fantasy, we have to realize that that is an extremely immature approach to life. Why is it immature? Because it, it's kind of going back to when we were 14 or 15 years old. Life gets hard. Life gets tough. I don't feel like I'm desired. I don't feel like these quote, you know, certain kind, you know, certain looking people are choosing me because I'm not handsome enough or buff enough or whatever enough. So I go to these fantasies and I'm choosing something that's not real life. And so a part of me doesn't want to immerse myself in choosing whole people with all of their flaws, all of their good days and bad days all of their wrinkles and their whatevers. I do, I, there's some part of me that doesn't want to go there. So I instead justify or rationalize or easily fall into the just pursuing fantasy endlessly. 
that's immature. What it, and I don't say that word immature to, to offend people. It, maybe a better word is it's incomplete. I'm never going to enjoy complete relationships if I keep pursuing the incomplete, if I keep pursuing one little piece of a puzzle instead of the whole person puzzle. And we have to help addicts learn that you need, you need to decide if you're going to make an adjustment to your approach to people in life and stop choosing little tiny parts and choose the whole. Are you ready to do that? Well, and that's the journey, right? Because if, 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 if your spouse is engaging in, in that level of connection with the, again, picking and choosing from the a la carte, all of the pleasant things and leaving all the vegetables on the buffet table, mm-hmm. right? if, if that is what's happening, then, then that is the degree to which they aren't really living a life on life's terms. They're exactly. not truly present and they're not going to be able to be truly present with you, right? This is really, it really is emotional, mental physics. The, the more we connect with fantasy, the less we are connected to really the reality and vice versa. There, it's not a simultaneous. Well, so, and how many times have you and I seen things fall apart when, when a guy unfortunately makes the decision to leave his real life partner and pursue a fantasy partner sure. thinking that this will be the one. And after the honeymoon stage of that and the glitter and glitz wears off, and if they do end up moving in together and starting a life, what happens? The real comes into the whole equation. And then where is that guy at? Right back where he was with all of his baggage and stuff. And now he's with a real person. And I don't know that I like all this, all these parts of real life and her body's not the airbrush perfection that I thought it was. And so then what does he do? He then starts to leave her in disconnecting and goes and pursues the fantasy again. And we see this, this cycle that, that uh, addicts get stuck in over and over and over instead of maturing and facing the real, the true, the whole, the complete. Indeed. No, I, I'd agree with that. Well, as we wrap up here, guys, um, let's, let's talk, let's talk a starting point, right? For, for an assignment, right? I, I think yeah, some, the, some solutions. What do you do if you find yourself in this competing comparison place and it's obsessing your mind and it's like she said, I'm it's, there's an eating disorder that's part of this. And you can tell that it's just, it's just wreaking havoc on her, on her psychological health and, and on her body health. So how do you start to come out of this? Well, that's where we immediately, you know, and, and again, we talk about specific ways to do that, how to do this on, on dare to connect, but in a more time oriented space. But I mean, a beginning point is you have to find ways of beginning to distance yourself from the premise of, of, again, I, I, it's it's about working on one's own internal codependency of needing quote unquote this relationship and mm-hmm. immediately sh- beginning to shift focus towards i where i'm going to where i'm going to allow him the best possible chance to really choose me is becoming the most optimal authentic version of myself that i can be right becoming my most authentic self so that so he focuses on me if, right is he going to choose the authentic whole complete me I'm going to give him the chance to do that by being the complete authentic me and stopping giving parts of myself away to be something that he quote needs supposedly. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be, it's going to be recognizing that and saying, you know, I'm going to immediately shift that focus towards putting my energy into how can I be the most optimal me? And then the second piece of that is what boundaries do do I need to hold for myself so that I can, because in order to give him, the real opportunity, the true opportunity to quote unquote, choose me. 
that requires me to be crystal clear in terms of my own boundaries and my own needs. Mm. What, what do I need in this relationship? What can I not tolerate in this relationship? We've done a lot of good podcasts on here. I'll be them brief. Again, we, we cover this much more thoroughly in D to C, but about boundary setting, right? What that looks like, yes. how to do that. And so I think it's those two things. It's working on the optimal self and becoming crystal clear with your boundaries and your consequences and, and being really authentic with yourself and with your partner about saying, I can go this far with you and not further. Yes. Right? You, you've got to choose what it is you're wanting. At some, at some point here, right, where the rubber meets the road is there is a fork in the road and, and you can't have both, right? And you're going to have to go down this world of this other thing, whether it's pornography or another relationship or whatever it is. You have to go down this road of figuring out who you are, what you really want, and whether or not you're going to choose me. Yeah, um, because remember, the addict premise is always, as we say all the time on here, is based off of there's got to be a way to have my cake and eat it too. Addicts are always subconsciously looking for door number three. I don't like I don't like negative reality, and positive reality comes with too many consequences. So I'm just going to create a door number three where I can have all the positive and somehow evade the consequences. And that's where, as a partner, you have to hold that boundary that says, no, door number three did, never existed, and it definitely isn't going to exist here. You got to yeah. decide, right? So these, decide. so these partners, you know, where we're reaching out to all of your partners listening is we're hoping that you start to really get into some good self-work about your own, your own self-image, your own self-worth, your own self-acceptance. Here's who I am. And working to mm. become confident in that. With all of its flaws and all of its stuff and all of its realness, becoming confident. Here's me, the authentic me, right? And I'm going to speak my truth and hold my ground. I'm going to establish calmly boundaries. I'm going to express my needs. And I'm going to be who I am. And then I'm going to invite you to decide whether you want to be with me or whether you do not. But this putting pressure on me to compete with fantasies and a world that isn't real. I'm not going to play that game anymore. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we really do. As, as Mark said at the beginning, we, we really connect with you spouses and we connect with you addicts too. We know that this is a difficult situation on both sides because there's the whole addict part of this equation where, you know, when, when you've lived a life like Mark and I have, when you've lived in that fantasy world, as long as we have one reality is very overwhelming but two, we become in that world of pursuing the unreal. Mark and I know from a personal perspective, we kind of we lose ourselves in that process too. If we ever knew what that was in the first place, and so it's a yeah, real we we as addicts know give, what we want. We, we give our authentic selves away, correct, and then we try to force our partners to compete with something that isn't authentic or isn't real. So there's no realness or authenticity going on on the part of of the addict or the partner. That's the Absolutely. sad thing. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, we're going to let you go. As as always, if you would like something answered, I'll be briefly here on the podcast. Please do reach out to us at uh, pbscpodcast.com. There's a contact form right down there at the bottom. And uh, we would love to to address those uh, as as they come in. Um, and, and again, we would if you like what you hear in, in, in on our podcast and, and you find it helpful, you find it beneficial. Take this thing to the next level for you with with the Dare to Connect program uh, for the cost of where depending on where you live on on the planet for less than a couple of therapy sessions a month uh you get a complete suite and access to over 25 hours of ever-growing content a, a month uh, as well as several new features to the program that we'll be announcing here in the next next while 
Uh, we keep growing at DVC, and uh, we'd love to have you grow with us. So you can find more info about that at uh, daretoconnectnow.com. Uh, have a great day, everybody. Have a great rest of your, your uh, week, and we will talk to you soon. All right. See you next time. Everything expressed on the PBSE podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.